Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. So I'd like to welcome back to the show, Judy Watson, nutritional therapist. So welcome, Judy. Hi there. It's nice to see you again, Karen. Yeah, so you're no stranger to the show because you came on about a month ago talking about your fantastic diets, your nutritional therapy. Great to have you on the show. And today we're going to be talking about food mood and immunity to help stay happy and healthy. Because, of course, Christmas is now behind us, even though we swore we'd never indulge. We Most of us have. Lots of Christmas pudding, delightful desserts, and lots and lots of chocolate. So I'm not alone when I say I feel bloated and lazy and sluggish. Mm -hmm. And of course, today's New Year's Eve. So we want to start from tomorrow, kickstart our good food habits into Mm -hmm. the new year. What we're going to talk about then is um, food, mood, and immunity to help stay happy and healthy. So the average British diet is pretty bad. What we didn't realise is that what we eat is actually very personal, often coming from childhood experiences. Well, that's right. Yeah, when you think about it, when I speak to people in consultations, I eat about, you know, ask about certain foods like porridge or Brussels sprouts. It says, oh, I was force fed those as a child. Oh. Brussels were overcooked. And, and, you know, and it puts them off eating certain types of food. So that sometimes can, you know, childhood experience can put off people from eating healthy foods you know so you know that's one sort of thing the other thing is um some people are brought up in more sugary food and they get used to it um when I used to go to school I just have a pack of a brown bread with cheese in it and an apple and all my friends had bags of crisps and bars of chocolate and they felt sorry for me but I probably came out better because I wasn't brought up on all that processed sugary food which people you know eventually get addicted to because sugar when you eat sugar it gets broken down really quickly into the bloodstream and you get a sort of high feeling which makes you feel good but then all that sugar is not healthy in your body and the insulin brings it down quite quickly and then you can feel low and tired again and then you want more sugar again either from chocolate or crisp because even crisp potatoes break down sugar quickly you know so it's a bit of a an addiction Um, and you can also get that dopamine feeling and that's quite addictive so again the more sugar you have in the diet the more you want to get that high dopamine feeling as well and they say that it's probably worse trying to give up sugar than it is you know certain types of drugs you know so it is you know so yeah it's a vicious circle isn't it so it's not just from our childhood where we've got this kind of addiction to to sugar of course it's the cheaper option as well isn't it like fast food and things like that that contain sugar they're all the cheaper version aren't they out there but also the science behind it as well so there's no escaping it is there well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, we all love a bit of sugar. And I think also when we're feeling a bit stressed or a bit low, we go for a bar of chocolate just as a quick pick me up, isn't it? You know, so it's cheap and cheerful. And there's something about it, the sugar in it, um, that gives you a bit of a, you know, a high feeling. And also you've got the other nutrient that we need often a, a boost of serotonin. That's also the happy, you know, hormone, yeah. you know, and you, and you can get that direct from chocolate as well. Um, the only problem is the sugar that messes up the whole blood sugar to um make you feel low again yeah that's it isn't it it's really hard to wean yourself Mm -hmm. off it isn't Mm -hmm. it okay then so what other foods can we eat to get that same happy feeling if you like 
Well, the key thing is to make sure your blood sugar levels are really slowly, you know, so you need to always have protein with your food. So if you like a little bit of chocolate, have some dark chocolate and have it with some nuts because the nuts take longer to break down. Um, and, and nuts also like almonds contain a source of something called tryptophan, which is a type of protein that converts to serotonin. So um, a small handful of nuts with a couple of pieces of chocolate, you'll get the benefit of the chocolate, but the nuts will slow down the release of sugar into your bloodstream and um, you'll get that happy hormone also from the nuts um, as well. So yeah, introducing nuts into diet. Of course, people panic about nuts thinking they're gonna make you fat, but as long as you just have a small portion, if need be, just measure out a 20 gram portion. And imagine at Christmas, lots of people buy nuts at Christmas and they're yeah, probably still left. Still got lots you know. left over. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one way to introduce it, to have less chocolate, a few nuts, and you'll find that you'll feel satisfied from that. Yeah. So you get a nice, happy feeling because you get a, you know, a steady release of sugar into your bloodstream rather than that sugar you know releasing too quickly and that's the key it's blood sugar balance where the sugar's released slowly into your bloodstream to make you feel happy and energized yeah yeah so that's the key mm. so what would you say to our listeners so what would you recommend to our listeners that have got lots of chocolate left over I mean we haven't because I've eaten it all however would you say yeah. throw it away and start again or, yeah. you know, what do you yeah. think? What should we do? If they've got lots of chocolate, like milk chocolate, it's very difficult. Some people are good at just having two bits of chocolate every day. But if you can't stop yourself, maybe just take it to your local old people's home so they can enjoy it maybe instead, yes, you know. Uh, or, yeah, so... Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, then. So let's move on to uh, nutrients then. So what are the vital nutrients for mood? Because obviously we're all feeling sluggish, aren't we, from all the mm -hmm. rubbish we've eaten, lots yeah. of, you know, mm -hmm. big, big portions mm -hmm. over Christmas. Mm -hmm. So what mm -hmm. vital nutrients should we be, you know, incorporating into our diet? Well, the number one is zinc, you know, zinc is so important for mood. And over the years, since I've been studying nutrition, zinc always comes up from the experts for your mood. If you're feeling that it's really important and zinc is in a lot of protein foods. So you'll kill two birds with one stone by having your protein food and you'll get your zinc. So that's particularly your meat, your fish, um, also nuts, but you'll also get a little bit of zinc also in porridge and ginger. So obviously for people who are, you know, vegan or vegetarian, there are other foods and also eggs and eggs are a perfect food. So that, that will cover, you know, a lot of people. Eggs are almost a perfect food. So that's got zinc in it, vitamin D, um, vitamin E for the circulation. Vitamin D is really important. Um, you know, once, you know, through the darker months, our mood also gets low. So it's, yeah, you know, it's the darkness really of the dark, weather. Isn't it, at night at the moment, yeah. dark when you wake up, dark yeah. when you go to bed. So if you have a boost of vitamin D, that will also lift your mood as well as support your immune system as well. So vitamin D is in eggs. It's in oily fish like butter. It's quite high in sardines, but sardines is not everybody's every cup of tea. If you can no. tolerate some sardines <laughs> on toast, that's one thing. I think vitamin D, unfortunately, the only way to top yourselves up with enough vitamin D is actually to take an extra supplement, which most people can do with, you know, during the winter months. So. Well, I was going to ask you, actually, if you take zinc or vitamin B6 from a bottle, how much mm. a day should we be absorbing? Right. Well, zinc, the RDA for zinc is 15 milligrams. Uh, yeah. So most people are finding 15 milligrams and then short, and you can actually, there's now research saying you can get up to 24 milligrams. But I say 15 milligrams for most people 
you know, a day. I mean, you can try zinc on its own. You can just get a small bottle of, you know, zinc tablet, zinc citrate for about six pounds. Um, yeah. And you get 90 tablets. So, you know, for anybody who's um, obviously a bit short on money, you know, after overdoing it at Christmas, it's just a small pot of zinc citrate tablets. Don't cost a lot. And you can just have one with your dinner in the evening for two to three months. So, you know, start on the zinc. I mean, obviously in a month or so, if you're not still feeling great, add in other nutrients, but at least start on the zinc to start off with. And I think it's important to have the, still have the vitamin D as a, you know, a double whammy, but certainly give the zinc a go because it's important for the cognitive function of the brain. And it's really important for the immune system. So there's lots of colds and flu flying around now, you know, yeah, probably, still, yeah. unfortunately COVID's still around. So the zinc's important for the immune system as well. Yeah. So immune system and mood, you're covering two sections you know and when people become it's good for anxiety and poor concentration as well isn't it that's it yes yes it's really important for concentration i found when i was doing really long hours at chapneys working from nine in the morning 10 12 30 at night i started taking the zinc tablet with some vitamin d plus i took a b complex with some obviously got b6 in us and i thought i've got to the end of the day and i feel good you know so we're all chemically different so on top of your free healthy meals a day with protein with every meal and vegetables some Sometimes we need that extra supplement, you know, just yeah. to keep us going. Mm. And it's really interesting, isn't it? Because it does have a calming effect on the body mm. and mm-hmm. relaxes our muscles mm. from our heart to our colon. These are all your yeah. words. So it's going to help yeah. us pass things yeah. through our body as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Can I just stop there? That, the one that relaxes you more is actually the magnesium. We have oh, the magnesium. To, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So magnesium is also important for mood as well. Yeah. So that's another one you can add in as well. So can can we get mag- ma- what foods can we get magnesium from? That's really great for the, you know, um, vegan people, um, but it covers everybody. But that's um, greens, beans, nuts and seeds. That sounds like a little rhyme, doesn't it? So, yeah. you know, all, all, your, all your plant foods. And that's one way to boost your plant foods as well, you know. So you'll get your magnesium from those foods as well. And, and what the magnesium also does, it reduces your cravings for sugar. So when you're struggling with cravings for sugar, the extra magnesium ah, will help. Yeah, increase your magnesium. That's good to know, isn't it? So maybe mm, that's what we should all mm. be doing now after all our that's it. chocolate. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay, then. So brain food for good mood, yeah. because I know, obviously, lots of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about brain food. Yeah, well, again, with fish, it's important, the oily fish, because it thins the blood. So anything that's improving the circulation in the body from the brain, you know, down to your feet. But your brain is 60% fat. So people, again, worry about fat, but you need the healthy fats from oily fish, you know, your salmon, trout. Also, people may not realise, you know, uh, pollock. And for children, you know, you can get pollock fish fingers and why not have a pollock fish finger sandwich is a treat. It's not all bad news because when you're oh, trying to get over Christmas your fish yeah. finger sandwiches yeah so that's not all bad news and also your nuts and seeds obviously for people who are vegetarian you've got your flax seeds um as well and also walnuts and if you see walnuts they're shaped like a brain aren't they so walnuts have omega-3 yes. oils in so they're good brain food so they make a nice you know um snack as well and obviously you can do a waldorf salad with some celery apple and um you know, your walnuts and a light dressing. So, you know, some maybe, you know, some sort of seasonal dressings, you know, will help, you know, and the salads. So, well, yeah, so that's one way to um, top up 
Yeah, your um, your your uh, brain food, your, your mega three, your, your essential oils. fats. Yeah, yeah. So the key thing is keeping the circulation working, and then it keeps your brain um, more alert. Um, I mean, you can buy um, obviously fish oils as well, but you do have to be careful if you're on blood thinning drugs like aspirin and warfarin and things like that. But if you just start on your two pieces of oily fish a week, you know, a handful of walnuts, you know, you can put some flax seeds on your breakfast cereal every morning. It's just getting into new habits. And if yeah, you do it every yeah. day, you're suddenly fine. Yeah, you're so you'll find before you know, gosh, I actually feel better myself. You've got more energy, your mood's more more consistent, you know. So when you have a stressful patch, if you're having these you know, uh, fish oils, magnesium and zinc, you'll find if you suddenly have a more stressful week, you can cope with a lot better. Half right. the time we can't cope with stress, which affects our mood because we're having too much sugar in our diet. And then we have more sugar to try and make ourselves feel better. And it's a vicious circle. So, yeah. so Judy, I just want to go back to what you mentioned about people that might be on uh, warfarin or tablets to thin the blood. So how will they be affected? Do, do they have to eat less fish then? What were you saying about that, sorry, before? No, no, no they can still eat their fish. So they can eat their couple of pieces of oily fish um, a week and have a handful of nuts, but they don't want to be going to, you know, the local health food shop and taking, asking for fish oil supplements. Ah, Lots right, of fish okay. oil supplements, yeah, it's fish oil supplements you've got to be careful with, yeah. Right. Okay. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. Okay. So let's move on to vitamin C then, because I think mm -hmm. that's probably a vitamin that we all started off with, I think many years ago mm -hmm. and I certainly yeah. stopped taking it, but we do get it from quite a lot of foods, don't we? Yeah. Well, vitamin C, obviously, I think we're all aware we need it for our immune system um, and you get it from lots of fruit and veg, but to be honest, people don't really still eat enough fruit and veg. And also you don't know how long the veg or the fruit has been lying around. So it may not have, as much as you think it's got in, but I uh, tell you one fruit's worth topping up on and uh, is kiwi fruit. Right. One small okay, kiwi yeah. fruit's got, got about 50 to 60 milligrams of vitamin C in it. And if you get the golden ones, they've got double the amount. So that's one an easy way to- but It's not just oranges, is it? No, and also pineapple and blueberries. So if, I mean, uh, with the berries, you don't want to overdo the berries. If you have two portions of you no, know, two portions of fruit a day. You could have a kiwi fruit and some blueberries. If you've got a pineapple left over from Christmas, pineapples and other, you know, good fruits. So, you know, and also when you cook vegetables, you take a lot of vitamin C out of it. So that's when you have to be careful not to overcook vegetables like broccoli because you deplete the vitamin C yeah, from it. Yeah, you take all the goodness mm, out, aren't you? Mm, okay, mm. then. So vitamin C, if we're going to take it from a bottle, what would you recommend? Mm. How, how much should we be taking a day? Right. Right, well, um, there's lots of supplements you can pick up for a thousand milligrams, but to be on the safe side, um, say again, if people on, say, blood pressure tablets or anything like that, they have to make sure not taking more than 500 milligrams, but also vitamin C only stays in your body for four hours, so it's little and often. So oh, there are okay. companies now, yeah, there's companies now do 250 milligram capsules, a company called Terra Nova do a 250 milligram capsule cytoplan. So if you can get a capsule for 250 milligrams, you could take one in the morning and then you can take one in the afternoon. So you're topping yourself you're up again. You're topping it up all in, day, aren't you? That's, that's it, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is don't drink a cup of tea or coffee straight after you've had your vitamin C because it will deplete it. Lots of people love their cup of tea, so don't drink your cup of tea straight after you've had any vitamin supplements or even had a big dinner with lots of veg in it because you're going to take all the goodness out of it. Do you think it's best to take these vitamins, any sort of vitamin then, maybe before we go to bed? 
Some you can, some you can, not all supplements. I mean, some supplements you need to take with food. So vitamin C, well, there is research now to take vitamin C, you know, an hour before you go to bed because it also helps with your stress hormones. So it talks about mood. So uh, yes, um, yeah. it also tops up your stress hormones as well. And, and they think it can help you sleep. So um, um, I had a company who um, sent me a bottle of liposomal vitamin C, and that's another way to absorb your vitamin C more efficiently, more efficiently when it's in a fat base. So, because obviously vitamin C is water-based, but um, there's a, a process called liposomal um, vitamins where they're in fat bases to help them absorb better. And this chap said, if you take it, you know, maybe an hour before you go to bed, it can help you sleep better as well. So oh, vitamin C is something... Know. Yeah. So you can take vitamin C on empty stomach, something like zinc, you probably need to take with dinner because some supplements, if you don't take them with food, it could give you indigestion, you know, so some supplements like vitamin D need, you know, need food. So, um, but other ones like vitamin C, if you're just doing the low dose one, like 250 milligrams, you, you know, you'll probably be fine. We're just going to take a short break, Judy, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Let me introduce our sponsor, Everything Genetic Limited, specialists in preventative healthcare testing, helping people to identify to see if they are at risk of developing common hereditary cancers and heart conditions. Based in Nantwich, Cheshire, they partner with some of the UK's market-leading laboratories, supplying revolutionary genetic tests to healthcare providers and patients for the detection, diagnosis and treatment planning of cancer, heart disease and other illnesses. One of their main aims is to democratise genetic testing, meaning everyone can take control of their own well-being and healthcare to detect any problems at an early stage, when they are most treatable. They also offer a COVID testing service which is on the government list, initially launched to support clinical partners who were unable to get patients in during the pandemic. This service enables patients to come back into clinics to resume all important cancer testing and is available through over 200 partner companies. They offer a comprehensive range of coronavirus COVID-19 test kits and services for individuals, healthcare providers and employers. For more information, visit their website, everythinggeneticlimited.co.uk. So welcome back where we're talking to nutritional therapist, Judy Watson. And Judy, let's move on now to talk about hydration and how important it is, because none of us drink enough, especially after Christmas. We probably drank far too much alcohol. Yeah. Of course, New Year's Day tomorrow. How can we start afresh? What do you recommend? Yeah, well, water is really um, important. And, and obviously, you know, everybody loves their um, wine or champagne, you know, um, over Christmas, especially on New Year's Eve. So I should imagine most people will be waking up tomorrow feeling a the bit head, worse for wear. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, if they listen to this before they're going out, what they want to do tonight is have a glass of hot water with lemon juice in it before they go to bed, because lemon juice has got vitamin C in it and it supports yeah. your liver. So you need something to support your liver. Um, and over what you can do over the next two to three weeks is make sure you focus on drinking more water but obviously it's cold so it doesn't matter if you have warm water and put I mean you probably want a couple of glasses of warm water a day with lemon juice and it's quite nice to start the day with warm water and lemon juice because it supports your liver and also have a warm water and lemon juice before your dinner because it also stimulates digestion so so is it best to have fresh lemon or could we buy lemon um you know the squeezed lemon 
Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the squeezy lemons often have silver dioxide in them. You can get organic lemon juice. There are brands where if you can look, get an organic lemon juice in a bottle and because a lot of it's got a silver dioxide in it and a lot of right. people doesn't suit them. So just get a bag, just start yourself off with a bag full of fresh lemons, yeah, chop it in half, it. Have, have half in the morning, half in the It's not expensive. Yeah. So that's an easy way to start your day. The only thing is if anybody's um, on... Um, a meprazole for indigestion, it's probably not good to have the lemon juice, just go for the warm water instead. So if you're on a meprazole, which is reducing acid, don't do your warm water and lemon juice, you know, first right, thing that in the will, morning. that will have yeah. an effect. Yeah, okay, yeah but, but you could just have your warm water. So yeah, so ideally you'd be wanting to really a litre and a half of warm water a day or, or, or plain water, and you can put slices of cucumber in it just to improve the flavour and drink it slowly, typically, this is one way to look at your water levels if you know to have 250 mils which is half a pint or a quarter of a litre every hour over roughly eight to ten hours so when you put a glass of water on your desk you need to sip it slowly over the hour because if you drink it all in one go as most people will say oh i keep going to the toilet so if you drink it slowly you won't be going to the toilet so much and you absorb it better because if you keep drinking buckets of water quickly and you keep going to the loo um, you're not absorbing it so you need to sip your water slowly throughout the day and just you know just keep even a litre on your desk and keep pouring it into your um, glass and then you know how much you drank. Well I've got a question for you actually you have heard of the odd unique story where people have drowned because they've drank too much water mm. is that really yeah. a thing? and how much is too much water what happens? Well basically um, if you say if you started drinking say four litres plus a day, um, you'll be washing your body out because your body's cells rely on electrolytes, you know, with salt, salt in. So you need salt in your body. We're all frightened about salt, but you need salt for your body to keep all the electrolytes healthy. And if you drink too much water, it flushes your salt out as well. And, and um, your brain can't cope with all this water. So, you know, it, it can actually kill you. There's been wow, a case that's where- really interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. There was a case where this chap, I think it was a friend of a friend, he ran the London Marathon and he started taking salt out of everything he was eating at the end and he collapsed and died. So you have to put salt into context. Obviously, if you eat lots of processed foods all day long, they'll be full of salt. But if you're, you know, like a lot of people in New York, they're starting New Year's resolutions of running more, make sure they put a pinch of salt in their water. If they get past the two litre mark, put a pinch of salt in that water to keep all your electrolytes healthy. Yeah. Oh, and, wow, um, that's interesting, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. That's not going to be very pleasant to drink though is it salt water no but it's not going to be an awful lot it's just a slight pinch or you can have some broth make you can make up some soup with some chopped celery carrots and put some salt in it so you can have some broth broth soup and that's quite good when it's cold and that will help you recover after you've done a long run and things like that so you could and that will break up the water have some broths you know soup throughout the day with a little bit of salt in it so you have to put salt into context when you hear the media saying we're having too much salt in your diet you know it's probably because people are eating too much processed food they're not drinking enough water and they're not eating enough fruit and veg so it's all about getting the balance right yeah and I do want to also ask you obviously we've indulged in many things alcohol and fizzy drinks with our shorts you know like vodka and things like that but the, instead, of, as well as saying things like, you know, reduce sugar, fizzy drinks and alcohol, you're always advised to reduce the caffeine. What is it about caffeine that is, is so bad for us? 
Well, what it does, it stimulates your stress hormones, which stimulates your blood sugar levels. So it can give you cravings, you know, for sugar, and it just makes you crave more caffeine. I used to work in an office many years ago, and the chap used to come out every hour on the hour for his cup of tea. Because what the caffeine, a strong cup of tea, will yeah, stimulate your stress hormones, which stimulates your blood sugar levels. So it gives you a bit of an energy high, and an hour later, it will drop. So you go and get your tea or your coffee, and that's how some people survive about the damn tea and coffee, because you're getting your highs and lows all the time from the caffeine, because it's yeah working on your stress hormones, which then works on your blood sugar. So, so how many um, would you say was an acceptable ooh. amount of mugs of coffee a day, say? Well, everybody's different because some people can tolerate more coffee than others. Some people are slow metabolizers. If you're slow metabolized, you can probably tolerate maybe a couple of coffees a day or, or one tea and two coffees maximum and for other people who can tolerate their tea and coffee they might be able to have five or six drinks a day because they can also process it everybody's different but I'd, I'd really say um for those who can tolerate it well maybe two teas two coffees maximum a day and other people who can't tolerate it that well they probably will only manage on their one coffee mid-morning you know and then they need to move on to herbal teas as a day goes on because obviously right. those who, yeah so, okay. so, so yeah everybody's really different you know um yeah I mean the thing is if people who can tolerate it more without sleeping that's the other thing isn't it um without affecting their sleep they'll tend to drink more but they're still wiping out their nutrients yeah so I think you need to alternate a coffee and tea best with water that's probably a good routine to alternate each drink with a glass, of, a glass water. of water yeah brilliant okay yeah. now we we have covered this briefly about a month ago when we last met um, but it's really interesting talking about that 80% of your immunity function is in your gut. And of course, mm. there's good bacteria, bad mm. bacteria. Yeah. Let's just quickly go over those. Right. Yeah. Well, um, as far, I think since I qualified 20 years ago, they kept saying, oh, your, your, your stomach's your second, you know, your second brain. So yeah. I, I totally get that because everything starts in yeah. the gut, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and basically, um, yeah, so we've probably got about um, four pounds or two kilos of bacteria in the gut, so three quarters um, of that is good bacteria, quarters bad, but now we need bad bacteria to keep the really nasty stuff out, it's like having the bounce on the door to keep the salmonella and the, and the really bad E. coli, so you do need some bad bacteria, so you can imagine like being in a forest where you've got lots of fungi and all sorts of things, you need the good and the bad to work together to, for it to be symbiotic, and it comes... Um, um, this is it dysbiotic if it becomes too unhealthy so if you start eating too much sugar and processed foods you're just feeding your bad bacteria and you'll get bloated and uncomfortable and ah, okay. um so that's yeah. why that happened it's you're feeding yeah. the bad bacteria yeah. That's it, yeah. Also, you need um, plenty of good food, like you need some good quality protein, because what the protein does, it breaks down to tryptophan. Now, the tryptophan in the gut is also, um, most of the tryptophan uh, is processed in the gut to convert to serotonin. So you need enough good bacteria to convert your, you know, the tryptophan to the healthy bacteria. So if you have too much bad bacteria in, in your gut, you'll end up feeling miserable. And there are cases where people go to doctors with IBS and they give them antidepressants to boost their serotonin levels because they haven't got enough good bacteria to boost your serotonin levels. So that's one factor for your mood on top of you know keeping a healthy immune system. So you need lots of good bacteria to keep your immune system healthy. So if someone's you know getting lots of colds and flu, I'd say also 
top up your body with a good probiotic capsule, but also feed it with lots of, you know, healthy, you know, vegetables and fruit, um, you know, and keep off the sugar as well. If you keep just having lots of sugar and white bread and fizzy drinks, you just keep fighting with the bacteria in your body. So you need to have a few weeks of really cutting down on your, all the sugar in your diet you know, putting lots of good fruit and veg in your diet. And obviously, if you're not used to eating lots of fruit and veg, you need to build it up gradually so you don't feel bloated. If you're not used to eating half a plate of vegetables, you'll just need to build it up, you know, yeah, gradually. Yeah. 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 Mm. Right. Okay. So that's that's um, good mm. bacteria and bad bacteria. It's quite interesting, isn't it, that we do have mm. small amounts of E. coli and things in our guts. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's not a totally bad thing. It's just when it becomes an unhealthy type, you know, when you've heard of these things, when people have had a food poison outbreak. So remember guys in the summer, you know, when you're going to your barbecues again, I mean, I don't know if people have barbecues all year round now, but it seems a long time away. Does it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But also Christmas, if you've had your turkey, you know, make sure you, you eat that within time. You've got turkey that's going to last you for a week. It may go off. So make sure you put your turkey straight and, you know, once it's cool, down straight in the fridge you know and maybe use it for two three days but after that just for any leftover out you know yeah yeah. you know I know we're told not to waste food but you don't want food poisoning you know so if you're cooking up things like rice if you have leftover rice cool it down and put it in the fridge straight away or else you'll get food poisoning from rice that's the worst thing isn't it rice is a real bad one for that isn't it Mm. I just wanted to say to our listeners that I can hear some bangs in the background but you want your mums aren't you there's some work going on yeah and we've got away with it haven't we we've got about five minutes minutes left so we can can tolerate that I'm Mm. sure no problem um okay then so January the 1st tomorrow let's talk Mm -hmm. about maybe a four-week diet to improve our mood and immunity so for if you want to maybe get rid of that Christmas no we we were talking about the COVID 10 pound weren't we now we've got that as well as the Christmas pound that we've put on I know I know well the key thing is you've got to start drinking water um whatever you do you need plenty um of water so you've got to start drinking more water so get that bottle of water on your desk and start in the first three or four days get used to drinking more water because number one water keeps fills you up so you won't be so hungry and it metabolizes everything you eat so you know if you start going on to a really healthy diet from the sugar if you haven't got enough water you'll probably react more with headaches and things like that so you've got to get that water in to help fill you up and to reduce headaches as you're changing from maybe unhealthy food to healthy food um then um if you start having just more um protein at each meal that will also reduce hunger it's also getting rid of your sugar cravings as well so at breakfast, if you're just having a bowl of plain cereal get that um tablespoon of flaxseed in there or if you fancy it have some poached eggs two poached eggs on a slice of toast at breakfast that doesn't matter because that can really fill you up um, yeah. again at lunch l- lunch time if need be if you use a sandwich maximum one slice of bread and a good portion of um tuna on top some tuna or hummus with you know with some salad on the side or leftover vegetables for dinner you know if you cook too many vegetables at dinner just have some leftover vegetables with your lunch as well um and again uh nuts leftover nuts it doesn't matter if you've got a little few squares of chocolate in the afternoon you know um and then start build and then once you've got the cravings for sugar, sugar under control then hopefully you'll enjoy your green vegetables and you need to get into a routine of having lots of veggies, half a plateful of veg on your evening meal every evening. Every and, day, uh, yeah. And, 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 sh- and habit, sh- isn't it, as well, of increasing rather yeah, than a tiny yeah. portion. You need a really yeah. decent portion. 
So yeah. what you're also recommending, Judy, in the first week, so week one, uh, to list all the foods and drinks and note how you're yeah. feeling, note your mood, That's note, your, note you know, make a note of your mood, your yeah. energy levels, yeah. if you're bloated or not, because of course you're going to admit, of course you're going to admit so, some of these right. um, yeah. foods that we've been living on over Christmas sort of thing. Well, that's it. It's important to know how you're feeling. If you write down to see what you're eating, you can write down to see what you're eating. You think, oh my gosh, what a bad diet. Well, actually, my diet's not bad, but you can see where you need to tweak it. You, most people, if you write down your diet, you suddenly realise it's a glass of wine and a bar of chocolate that need to remove. Add in a few more veg, and that's all they need to do. Everybody's different. Yeah. Yes, but, yeah. And mm -hmm. then week two, you mm -hmm. talked about replacing tea and fruit juice with red yeah. water. Yeah, red bush. Well, there's red bush tea. It's um, it's a South African tea. It's got no caffeine in it at all, and it's got a small amount of magnesium. So if you're used to your normal cup of tea, it's got a very similar taste normal tea. So it doesn't even look like a herbal tea. It's a slightly oh. reddish colour, and you can add milk to it, and you can count that as your water intake. And it's quite nice for this time of year when you still want a warm tea, and you can even make it a pot of tea because we all want something that feels like comfort, isn't it? So you could have three or four cups of that a day so if you wanted to so uh right, yeah okay so that uh, these are only small changes as well aren't that's they it, yeah 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 that's really good okay so week two you're going to replace tea and fruit juices and try the the red bush tea and yeah. you've also mm -hmm. mentioned aqua to replace pepsi um yes there's a drink called aqua libra it's quite an old-fashioned drink but in the last couple of years they've just um they've just rebranded it where you can get it in cans but it's um it's a low sugar drink and it's got a, a you know a slight sort of um slight herbally fruity taste to it but i think now people want nice grown-up drinks as an alternative instead yes. of their like is it slur? slurs a similar kind of thing is that's it, it. yeah it's yeah. got a hint of fruit it's got literally just a hint of fruit in it but it's got no artificial fruit because you can get all these artificial flavored waters and they're no good so yeah so it's just got a natural They've got slightly different flavors, like a hint of pineapple in or a hint of berry, but there's got no art, nothing artificial in it. It's like it's fizzy. Obviously, you don't be drinking all day long, but if you're used to just having a fizzy Pepsi, it's yeah, all or natural. Lemonade so, or, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. So this is really good to get January going. So from tomorrow, mm -hmm. we're going to make all these changes. So week three, uh, you're saying to add obviously seeds to breakfast for protein and yeah. healthy fats. We've talked yeah. about that, haven't we? Mm -hmm. And also to try a different vegetable, salad and fruit, which I'm sure we can mm. all do. Again, yeah. small changes. Mm. And then week four, vary the proteins, more fish, more eggs and try chickpea bean burger. Yeah, why not? Again, I think, you know, obviously with climate change, we're all thinking about, you know, eating less meat. You know, I'm not telling everybody to give up meat, but I think it's all about having more variety in the diet you know and the chickpea burger um it's um it's still a source of protein you just need to get a tin of chickpeas blitz it up with some pest green pesto put a handful of spinach in it um and you can mold it into four burgers and it's really tasty and if need be you can always put an egg on it but that's um you know one way just have some variation from meat because meat can be quite heavy to digest on the gut so but and also chickpeas are cheap you, it's one way to reduce your budget because meat is expensive you know you can get a tin of chickpeas for about 60p or even less sometimes so it's one yeah. way to reduce your budget as well and it's quite a quick meal to put together in the evening when you've had a long day at work or even if you're still working from home 
doesn't take two minutes to put together and then you just have that with some you know sweet potato mash you know and some green beans or or something else on the side and you've got a quick meal you know and you can probably yeah. do enough for two days so mm. oh that's brilliant oh I could, again judy i could talk to you all day but running out of yeah. time and now yeah. i can hear the builder so well on their yeah. way in the background yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've almost done it <laughs> so for our listeners if they maybe want to copy of um you know moods food for good mood and immunity can they contact you how you know and how can they get in touch um well if you um go to my website um judywatsonnutritionist.co.uk you'll be able to put your details in there and get in contact with me what i can probably do it's probably worth them getting contact so i can do a personal one-to-one with them you know personal nutrition is really important because i don't know what's going on with their body you know what medication they're on um what their lifestyle like but you know i do very reasonable priced um weight management programs so i could do a weight management program you know for them which i can do by zoom as well so the best thing is to get in touch and this way they'll save probably time and money and feel a lot better much more quickly yeah. once they've spoken to me because i think people spend a life going on diets going to weight watchers and that and they become lifetime members i don't want people to be a lifetime member i want to see them for a couple of months and then never see and then them they're again on the way they, aren't they and, and as well it, yeah. and, and how many people will be be making new year's resolutions to lose weight from tomorrow mm-hmm. and change but how many will stick to it so it's really good That's get it. in touch with judy and yeah. she'll certainly kickstart you into january well yeah. judy thanks again for joining me thank you okay. for all the information today i wish you all the okay. best and then um, i'm sure we'll chat again in the future yeah okay lovely karen happy new year yeah, happy new year happy take new year. care You've been listening to my podcast, Appetite for Life, also supported by sponsor, Dane Bank House Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. Would you like to be a guest on this show? Or maybe you're interested in a sponsorship package. For any further information, you can find me across various social media platforms as Karen Kelly Podcasts, or send me an email, karenenderkelly at btinternet.com.